What's up, everybody? And we're back with episode number 49 of the Psych Ward Podcast. And although I think it's been a tad little bit since the last episode, I will say that I've had so many ideas for content lately that I've kind of just been in this loop of writing them all down and filling them all out, but not actually getting to the point of creating them. But today, today we're going to be on a solo journey and we're going to talk about some things that I feel that have been plaguing me that I feel might also plague the rest of everybody else in the world. And it's that, have you ever been in a conversations or just issues where the issue at hand or what you're talking about and people mention something that deflects from it and you almost wonder, do they care about what you're talking about? Or are they just trying to insert themselves and make themselves feel better? Now, what I mean by this is that the actual gymnastics, the mental gymnastics that motherfuckers have to do is astonishing. I watch two parties of people argue about their candidate constantly over and over again. They don't care. They're just going to argue just for the sake of arguing because one of them chose something different. They argue whether the fact that whose candidate is a child predator. I'm talking about Biden and Trump. When the fact is that both of them have been, they've both been subject to allegations of not only sexual assault, but also child predation. You People trust these allegations towards one individual and think that it represents the whole. So think about it this way. If I were to be standing there and I go, hey, everybody, the Boy Scouts is a great place. It's a, it, I learned a lot there. I learned how to tie a lot of knots and a lot of valuable survival skills. And someone goes, no, it's not. The Boy Scouts is a terrible organization that only exists so they can molest little boys. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of unfortunate circumstances have gone down and people that target children especially in the case of the boy scouts choose the positions like they choose like scout leader camp counselor teacher so they can prey on children they move themselves into positions where it's easier for them to get what they want so is the fucking boy scouts bad how about how about the church we know the church has tons of catholic priests every single year they get in trouble for fucking around with little boys is the church terrible what about every corporation every single corporation what about the fact that chick-fil-a supports gay conversion camps do, do, does that mean if I buy some fries from Chick-fil-A, I'm, willing, I'm willingly electrocuting people? Come on, man. How about normal family units where kids get abused in traffic? Oh, you're not putting a stop to those either. Because kids can get molested and abused in their own household, in their own family, by the ones they love and the ones they trust. But you give a massive fuck when it's connected to something that you dislike. Why? Just really think about that. Why do you? There's no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism, even when it comes to ideas, even when it comes to movements, even when it comes to organic things. There's nothing you can connect to, affiliate with, or use that is not connected in some way to human suffering. It, it, it's a really cruel reality, but that's the reality of it. Other than making your own, other than making your own product, and the store you had to buy the materials from, or wherever you had to get the materials from, likely either exploits their workers to do it, or exploits someone along the just the, the, the chain of supply and demand to get what they want. <sighs> and people don't people don't even realize it. The best example I can give is that I stopped eating Nestle Crunch Bars. I stopped drinking Nestle hot chocolate, and I stopped supporting Nestle. Why? Why did I stop supporting Nestle? Because their CEO, in his own words, whether you want to paraphrase them or not, but it's summed up, and you can even look it up. I, I won't even say look it up. I'm going to type it up in the background here because I forget his name. But the Nestle CEO thinks that, sadly, water is not a public right. So water is not a public right. So what Nestle did, they took baby formula and they sent it all the way. I believe this was India. Was it India? I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the official article right now to give everybody. Yeah, his, his actual quote is, water is not a human right. So remember this the next time you buy a Nestle product. And it's, it's a mixture of true and not true. 
So what he said was that it, he called water, saying water is a human right is an extreme. So he didn't necessarily declare it if you want to meme it, but it doesn't matter. $7.7 .7 billion in water gets bottled every single year. And in the case of Nestle, they shipped their water to a certain, I, I, I'm still blanking on the fucking country, man. But they shipped it there, and it was basically the only way they could use the baby formula that they'd also gotten from Nestle. It was an impoverished area, third world country. And the babies got hooked on the formula because obviously the formula had nutrients and ingredients that were, I, I won't say addictive, but obviously if you, get to, if you get used to something that's not like the natural, what's the word? The natural things that children might get from their mothers, like the probiotics and everything they get, if they get that from somewhere else, they're going to think that that's better and they'll get used to it. The children got hooked on that and then Nestle started charging all of the people for their water. There's, I'm not explaining it in a good enough way, but just just Google the Nestle, Nestle water slash baby formula scam, scandal and you'll see what I'm talking about. But the lunacy of it is just the simple fact that no no one gives a flying fuck about the children or the victims and that half the time it's just people wanting to insert their shallow perspectives so that they can have a biased connection to it and don't get me wrong there's times we all do it guys there's always going to be times we do it we're all human we're all subject to our own issues but going oh, oh black black lives matter black lives matter leader charles wade got arrested for child trafficking or black lives matter founder george soros is a marxist okay one child sex trafficking is bad bro and that nigga is in jail no same person is defending him or within or without the movement no one's doing it with the movement or without it no one's defending somebody that trafficked children and as i stated above does he bring down the movement does he bring it down by his actions? Because as I stated, just like in the Boy Scout situation, people get into positions of power so they can do things like that. When we know, we know, we know the man used his power and abused it. The same as most cases. In George Soros's case, the majority of people that participate in Black Lives Matter or even activists, because people always make the mistake of just seeing simple activism and thinking it's Black Lives Matter, just because it has something to do with like the just because it has something to do with the progression of rights for marginalized and exploited people does not mean it's just for black people. Get that in your head, first of all. But half of those people, if not the majority of those people, don't even know who George Soros or what Marxism is. I highly doubt you actually know who George Soros or what Marxism really is. They just want black people to stop being killed and persecuted at a disproportionate rate, which you cannot say doesn't happen. It's just like, it goes on to say it's just like the All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. They're all brought up and were only created to combat and delegitimize the Black Lives Matter movement. Why would the stated statements be needed or matter? Why does why do you need to make the statement all lives matter? They've all mattered. All lives have literally always mattered. No one's ever just seen a senseless murder go down and go, oh, that's okay. Well, you know, unless they were black. <laughs> but of course all lives matter. No one ever said blue lives didn't matter, even though being blue and being a cop is a job. But anyway, before you say they need to educate themselves, they're sheep, they're just following trends. You're the guy, you're the girl, you're the they, you're the them that's sitting down right now listening to a podcast. You're watching a YouTube video. You're driving a car built by people just like George Soros and Charles Wade and Donald Trump. When we see corporations tear down lives and crush human souls, we see high-level people like Epstein die suddenly when connected to these very things that you have a problem with that you bring up in connection to the movements. But do you really care about them? Or do you care that they're only intersecting with a point that you care about? So really think about what I'm saying there. 
Have y'all heard about uh Gisley? G- I can't even pronounce her name. Gislaine, Gislaine, Gislaine Maxwell, Miss Maxwell, which was Epstein's accomplice. Y'all, y'all heard anything about her? Y'all remember she said she was gonna testify on trial and they protect her? Disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody knows where she at. But you're worried about Black Lives Matter being Marxist. You're worried about Charles Wade, who got arrested. Do you realize what you're doing? You're just being cognitively dissonant and plain ignorant. You speak from a shallow place. It's almost like people that are in these situations are like children who don't understand the depth of when our parents said to us, you'll understand when you're older. You, you just don't get it. You don't get any of it. So the actual point that I'm trying to make is, is that you need to stop and look at yourself sometimes and wonder, is it the issue at hand or are you mentioning this to make yourself feel better? Do you need to insert your shallow perspective? Does, did, it, did it actually have anything to do with you? This is the perfect example of uh, like with James Blake. I believe it's James Blake. I'm so sad if I got his name wrong. But the man that was shot seven times recently by police and paralyzed. What's coming up against him is that he had allegations of sexual assault, rape. And they're actually just allegations. He was never arrested. He was never tried. And there are people on the Internet basically saying that this is enough. They're saying he is a rapist. He is a blank, blank, blank. He deserved this. And I looked into it, and it's just an allegation. Now, we can get deeper into whether we should believe the victims of allegations or not, but those exact same people that bring that up for James Blake won't won't sit there and go, yeah, but Biden, Biden got allegations too. Trump got allegations too. A lot of people I love got allegations too. They just go, what, what woman wouldn't want to get with this man? You think he'd have to assault somebody that looked like this? Come on, bro, you're playing yourself. You're being cognitively dissonant and just plain ignorant. But I hope I got the point across in the brief words that I could give you, everybody. Episode number 50 is coming soon. I've done 50 podcasts. It's actually kind of crazy. I've Personally, I know I could have t- already hit 50 way sooner, but I'm not going to complain about the pace of it because there's no point in pacing myself. This is my journey. And I've picked up steady following. I have like one or two sponsors. It's not really meant to be, I guess a whole source of purpose and income but it has become kind of a sense of purpose and is that when i when i hop on this mic and talk to you guys and spread the messages that i feel like spreading i'm not just looking at current topics and talking about them to catch people's eye i'm not just trying to get my plays up i'm not just trying to get recognition and it's that these are things that actually on my day-to-day life that i ponder about and think about and i'm sharing the discussion with you and if you're listening to this episode, I hope that means you've listened to plenty of other episodes and <laughs> you've you've joined me in quite a journey. I've been I've been through a lot since I've actually started this podcast like roughly a year and a half ago. And I've changed a lot as a person. I've done a lot of different things and I've realized a lot of error in not only like my ways, but even things that I've said previously in the podcast. And that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point of growth. That's kind of the point of wanting to grow. And The only other thing I can really say is that there come times and I'm switching into a different gear here, everybody. We're going to move off. We're going to move to a different part of the podcast because this is kind of the last thing I want to say to everybody before we hit episode 50. And it's that sometimes we need to understand and we need to realize that even in situations where we're always choosing a side and choosing different people, that sometimes we ourselves have to just simply do and we have to simply be. And that's honestly quite simple. So think about it like this. 
when someone identifies their source of problem what is that what is it your your you got your consciousness yourself what you think how you identify yourself it shoots around in your brain you shoot around in your brain however you want to describe it and you look for things you look for sources of problems sources of doubt sources of grief and you label them so what happens when you turn that on yourself what happens when you go i am the problem i am lazy that puts you in a perpetual state of anxiety because your troubleshooter which is you has realized that you are the problem and in modern times that simply won't do you feel this because and honestly guys we've attained utopia but it's not a dream anymore it's a necessity we live long we're smarter we're safer and generally all around better off in terms of living conditions than our predecessors but people can still not allow themselves to just be to simply be them like i said the dream of utopia has become a necessity not a dream they have to have it it has to be maintained and you chase it for it only to realize that you're already in it going back to the troubleshooter reference as i said when you identify yourself as the problem you enter this state of perpetual anxiety and people cannot want to be any different you can't want to be something else any more than a pine tree can want to be a willow tree you can't want to be something else other than a dog turning into a cat no matter what you do you're still gonna be you you're still gonna be x whatever your name is in that body but you will still grow and you will still be just as resilient in the end people look at themselves through different lenses of perception and they judge themselves by false standards or standards that might not be the standards that they know that they have set for themselves and it's usually ones that someone else set on them they exist in this constant state of anxiety because they no longer value the authenticity of themselves you can see this and i can, i see it personally in myself guys where it the best the best form for me to introduce it on would have to be me in drawing and is that i'm not a terrible artist i have what i would say like intermediate skill in drawing but i have this problem that when i draw that once i've started the sketch once it starts to resemble something that wasn't in my head i destroy the drawing it's the same thing with songs that i record it's the same thing with videos that i create it's i don't realize the authenticity i don't value my own perspective i don't value that i had that i created something that i did something the only reason that i would sit there and destroy my drawings is because i'm judging them to a different standard that's not mine but i'm here today to ask everybody why why can't we value ourselves the same way we value the smell of grass in the morning the same way we the same way we feel when the warmth of the sun touches our face and we see the sun rising and we can't help but smile why have we let an unnatural world make us feel unnatural when we are when we are in fact natural when we are in fact nature like i know i sound crazy right now guys but i really need you to understand what i'm saying and the lens i'm saying it through before we were even born the modern world decided our roles it labeled us it told us who we were but every, sing every single one of us is just here we're all just here at the exact same exact same moment and I need you to understand, no, I'm not preaching. No, I'm not screaming. We have to preach togetherness. What I want you to all learn from me in this episode is that you are okay the way you are. Like I said, can a, can a dog stand on two feet and moonwalk? Even if it wanted to, currently that's not possible. 
Why do we constantly tear ourselves apart when we're struggling with our unnatural world and our natural selves? And when I say our natural selves, you might ask, you might be asking, like, what do you mean right now, David? What do you mean? I mean you, without any bias or judgment, you. You're an experience. You're a collection of countless genetic instructions that survived to be passed on, and you are meant to grow. You are meant to change. It is inevitable because it is who you are. Trees don't question which way they grow. As if by nature's design, we can sit here and wonder how it happens, but they weave massive can canopies that never touch each other. There are entire forests that are perfectly, perfectly sexualized where the branches make up a grid where they don't touch each other. They will grow despite the presence of the other ones. And you will grow despite the fact that you may think you won't. You have purpose, and that is to grow and change and experience even more in this lifetime. And in the struggle in this unnatural world, many of us cannot... Many of us can't fight the incoherence that comes with identifying ourselves as the problem. We don't talk to ourselves and we forget who we are and we engage in the pleasures of our own ego. And those pleasures are, I am the best, I am the greatest, the prettiest, the fastest. But this has the dark side, I am the worst. I'm a failure, the ugliest, the slowest, the dumbest. People fall out of balance with what they are and they try to grow into things they cannot be. The constant state of anxiety is a feeling that is usually reserved for stressful survival situations, but it's been tuned on you. Now you are the survival situation. Now you have to overcome yourself in order to feel okay. You see yourself as the enemy every day. You don't allow yourself happiness because you think, you think that to have happiness, you have to accomplish something when in fact you already have it. And this leads me to believe, like, and especially in cases with like suicide, that all this does is it transfers all the doubt about your growth and all the uncertainty and you take that uninvisible enemy and you spread it to others like wildfire when you leave they must now face that unseen enemy troubleshooters are all telling them <laughs> that they are the problem and that they couldn't they couldn't protect you they couldn't save you you transfer all the emotions from you to the ones you care about it's really a wonder, guys. And I know I've been through two different gears and I've explained two different very things, but even in my anger of explaining people that might be cognitively dissonant and not pay attention to what they're doing or saying when they say that they care about things, it's just simply because they're trying to find the right them. If you met somebody throughout the day and they were an asshole to you, it probably it wasn't you. There's an old saying that goes, if you met one asshole, good job, you met an asshole. If you met a bunch of assholes, congratulations, you were the asshole. If you go your entire day and everybody's just an asshole, you're the asshole of the day, bro. You're the one doing it. I really, ugh. we're really in troubling times, as anybody can hear it said and repeated and boasted from the top of the rooftops. But I just want everybody to know that you will find yourself you will find the footing that you need to be who you want to be and there's no one else that can tell you otherwise there's no one else that can legitimize it for you there's no one else that can make you feel as if that excuse me there's no one else that can make you feel as if that your purpose is not what you want it to be and that's going to be it for the 49th episode of Psych War Podcast. There's a montage coming soon, guys. It's going to be of every single thing I can clip together and the best way I can represent it to everybody just to show the journey we've had all the way up to episode 50. Man, 50 goddamn episodes. 
this is it's, just, it's honestly crazy i never expected it i never expected to get as far as i am at the moment but that's all we do and that's all we love to do thank you for tuning in to episode number 49 of the psych Word podcast and may everyone have a blessed day and may everyone live their life to the best of their ability <laughs>